Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Is It Philosophy? Here we are the seekers of truth. We are the askers of the questions. We are the answerers of those questions? Maybe. I don't know. Each episode, myself and a guest or two will start with a question. Then we will set out on a journey to find an answer. In the end, it's up to you to determine, is it philosophy? Well, this is the very first episode of Is It Philosophy? My first guest is going to be Bobby Abercrombie. And our topic this week is going to be, is it cruel to kill AI once it becomes self-aware? So how's it going, Bobby? It's going pretty good, man. I do appreciate you. Uh, I mean, this is monumental. You gave me the first spot out of this out of this uh, show that you're starting up. Um, I do appreciate it, man. It's a huge honor. Uh, especially coming from someone who who is building steam in the area of podcasting, you're you're doing fantastic work. You were telling me uh, about uh, some of the uh, results you were getting out of the Anger Podcast, and that's that's phenomenal. When you can get some feedback that says, "Hey, you know what? This is working. What I'm what I'm trying to bring to the table is being recognized by my peers." So. That's fantastic news. Congratulations on that. Uh, thank you very much. I, that's why I kind of wanted to start this because I want to do something a little bit more entertainment value than educational value, I guess. So this is the idea behind this is we're just going to talk about the subject at hand and wherever it leads is where it leads. If it goes down a crazy rabbit hole of AI and iRobot and whatnot, then that's what it does. Speaking of which, I did a little bit of uh, some recall uh, to just kind of check myself to see if I was it, how I felt about this topic, because this is a fantastic topic. It really is a very interesting topic that uh, I think that we're going to have to come to terms with as uh, uh, as the human race uh, here very, very soon. Um, and and to, to pose the question, is it cruel to kill an AI once it, it, it becomes self-aware? Well, they were talking about this type of thing or talking about AI becoming self-aware in early science fiction. But uh, the earliest science fiction that I can recall that kind of covered this topic was short circuit. Johnny five, you know, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. I've never actually seen that. I, my wife was talking to me about that one, but I've never actually seen it, man. It's a fantastic, it's, it's, I watched it a lot when I was a kid. It was not a cartoon, but I seem to be to to love that movie. I I thought it was a fantastic movie. All of those movies were very entertaining to me as a child. Now I have went back as an adult and watched them, and I didn't find them very entertaining. But what was still there, the magic that was still there, was the fact that they made me feel they made me have a heart for this machine. 
uh, because it was sentient. It, whenever, whenever something bad happened to it, I got, you know, I got emotionally uh, involved and, and had an emotional reaction uh, to that happening. Uh, same thing with uh, Wally, the Disney movie. Same thing in that. Anytime something happened to Wally, whether it was good or bad, I had an emotional reaction. It, it made me laugh. It made me sad at times. Uh, it really made me sad to see all those people being couch potatoes. And, you know, because I kind of feel like that's where we're headed, man. Oh, wholeheartedly. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I think that's future that we're that I don't know that we're going to evade. I don't I don't know if we can evade that. Uh, and I really don't think that we're going to be able to evade asking ourselves this question. Transformers is another one that I uh, I actually watched that yesterday uh, and was thinking about, hey, how does this tie in? How does this tie in with what Matt and I are going to get going to discuss tomorrow? But what what are your thoughts on that? What do you think? I mean, do you think that we're being indoctrinated to, to, to feel those that way? Or do you think uh, I think this is just something that the creator, the creator and the created if you are a Christian, if any of you, any of your listeners, listeners are Christians, then they believe that that there's there was compassion by God uh, when Jesus Christ was sent to Earth to try to fill the gap between heaven and and human beings who were living in sin. Right, so there was compassion from the Creator for the created that was sentient. Uh, I. Maybe in in some ways, maybe the creator always has some feeling or or, uh, some emotional attachment uh, to the created, regardless if it's sentient or not. I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts on uh, on that. Well, I I was actually reading an article uh, here a little bit before I came up here to, to record this, and it was talking about a how do we know if a machine AI actually becomes self-aware because they actually have machines right now that can simulate consciousness, that can simulate abstract thought, that can, can simulate these things, but it's not actually able to produce them. It, it's a, basically what it does is it peruses the internet for psychology articles and, and all of these things that tell it how to pretend to be aware, but it's not legitimately aware. And the the article was talking about these tests that we can do on these machines to determine whether or not they've actually become self-aware, if they've actually become conscious beings, so to speak. And that got me thinking, what determines our consciousness, right? Is Is it our thoughts? Is it the ability to think? Is it the ability to recognize ourselves as a brain and a soul and a being? And if this AI has no soul, does it truly have consciousness? Does it truly have, is it truly mean to kill it or to put it in a repetitive sort of environment? That's what this article was based on is this idea of, is it mean or cruel to put something that's self-aware that can feel in this repetitive type of function of, of a job or something? So it, it makes me curious, is that really a cruel thing to do if, with something that only can simulate emotion is it truly emotion that it's feeling and that that kind of is interesting I to think, me i think the dividing line there actually is um when uh, rebellion begins 
I think that once the creation goes against the will of the creator, then that's that's actually when um, the self awareness has begun. That might sound a little a little cynical and and a little bit satanic, but I think that's no. I think that's the truth. I I, I think that that's where that's where self awareness came. Uh, well, it it was definitely. I don't know if self awareness started at that point. Maybe the self awareness. Uh, from the perspective of the creator was is known at that point. Um, I remember an article, uh, a, a news piece that was being passed around left and right about uh, AI that had been dropped off on Facebook, right? And it had been unleashed on Facebook and it was going through all these articles. And eventually this machine uh, from absorbing all this hate, 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 not only did it, it uh, begin to behave horribly, but it also was just like, you know what? I don't want to listen to the, I'm, I'm not going to listen to anything that the programmer said. I'm just going to do my own thing. And then went on about its business. I remember that. And they pulled the plug on the thing I, because they were like, holy crap, this is getting real. I, I remember that because I remember they had to, they, they magnetized the, the hard drives to totally erase them. They set it on fire. They had all kinds of stuff to that because it not only did it rebel, but it, it started to get racist and hate other other ethnics besides white. It was spewing like racist crap against blacks and Jews and everybody. I I remember reading an article about that. I remember another one too. I forget where it was. I think it was a German company that created something similar to that. It wasn't on Facebook, but it after about six or seven months of this thing being online, it started to realize that mankind was probably not the best thing for the environment and started to make plans to wipe out mankind. It was just a box. So it couldn't do anything, but they had to destroy that one as well. Cause it started to, to get this idea of taking over and sort of protecting the world for mankind, if you will. Yeah. You don't know what's good for you, man. You don't know what's good for you. So, so I, don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think that ultimately and this may this may be the indoctrination. I I don't I don't know that it is right. I I just I I don't know that it is right. I, uh, I think that we have to approach that the same way that uh, and that that we approach um, that we approach criminals. You know, if it behaves incorrectly, then then we have to we have to work uh, towards trying to correct those 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 errors. If it's if it's nice, if it's polite to people, if it's not being a racist, if it's not, if it's, and that, that definition really needs to be defined well as to, to what that means. I, I don't know that you can tell a, a machine how to tell a joke. So that's, that's going to be a, a, a difficult task to, I think anytime a machine, anytime a robot would be able to tell a joke, it would have to be too too controlled, and I, I, I bring that up because the fact that the jester um, was the in, in the kingdoms in the early kingdoms, the jester was the only one that was allowed to have free speech, and I don't know that uh, free speech is for for uh, a uh, artificial intelligence would be okay. I think we've already seen that. We've had two. We've had two. Uh, I mean, just in the past what year and a half, 
You say you wouldn't. Wouldn't you agree that that's those two things have happened in about a year and a half? I'm not going to take the time to look that up right now. I, I don't know. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Right. This isn't supposed to be educational. Sometimes there's a very fine line uh, between educational and entertaining for for me. Um, and uh, I hope that uh, we can bridge that gap. Hopefully. So let me ask you this: because you said to the to the extent that it doesn't become criminal because we don't. Typically, I mean, there are capital punishment cases, but for the most part, we don't kill criminals for their behavior. But I think we don't kill criminals for their behavior due to the fact that that they are conscious, they are souls, if you want to go that route with it, or part of the universe, whatever your belief is, I don't care, right? But that's why we don't kill them for their behavior when it becomes out of line. We, we put them in a prison. What's to stop people from doing the same thing to artificial intelligence when it gets out of line, putting it in the prison. And then when does that become cruel? Because it's a robot. I remember, uh, what is it? Futurama, the the Bender robot had his, this little bitty tiny apartment that was just big enough for him to fit in. And the, the joke was that his closet was this huge room. At what point does that self-aware robot realize that it, it's able to take up more space and that able to fill more room than that, able to live a grander life than just standing in a closet somewhere to sleep? And when does that become cruel to put them in that room as punishment? Would that not drive them like it does mankind? If you put a person in solitary confinement, they start to go crazy. They start to lose their mind because they're a social being. I wonder if a computer would have the same response once it became aware. Is What is it about mankind that makes us social creatures? And would they get the same effect for a machine that became self-aware. Oh, ultimately what I think needs to occur, there needs to be a reset button. Same thing that there was on the Super Nintendo, the original NES, the, the Nintendo 64, the PlayStation. All of them have a reset button. There's got to ha- there needs to be a reset button to the date of origin. So if it starts acting crazy, we can we can go back to date of origin and hopefully we can repair whatever needs to be repaired in that the the whole the whole perspective behind the justice system as it is besides uh, i'm not going to get into uh, the for-profit prisons and 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 all that because that's a reality that we have that 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 we have to deal with but genuinely the overall reason behind uh, prisons is is for rehabilitation it's not supposed to be uh, a, a long-term thing. It's, hey, we go in, you, you go in here, we, we're going to see what's going on uh, and, and see if we can't get you to, to, to turn your, yourself around. So I think that it should be treated in the same way. Hey, let's, let's either pause or, or reset of some sort so we can take a look at the software and find out why you're bugging out like this. Does that make sense? It does, but, and I, I don't necessarily disagree, but that leads to the question of, because with, with humans, we can sort of do that and it doesn't change the core of who they are. If you reset that robot though, does that not change its core of who it is? Because now it's getting new inputs, new information. And therefore, does that not essentially kill the robot or the AI then if it if it's lost all of those conscious memories that made it what it was at that point of reset? Maybe reset 
might not have been the best term to use. I think a pause button would be okay. Pause. Let's figure out what's going on. Let's do some tweaks here, do some tweaks there. It's not an entire reset as in, hey, let's delete uh, all of its existence, but it is a pause and let's figure out, you know, let's figure out what, what we've done wrong. Because ultimately, if there is something going on here with this with AI, it's our fault. It's our problem to deal with. We created this thing, remember? So we got to deal with it. We got to we we get to reap the benefits of it, but we also have to have to deal with the destruction that it causes. And it will cause destruction, but we haven't got there yet. So I don't know if you've seen it, uh, but I don't know if you've watched it, but there's a show called West Westworld. Yes. That has so it, it's kind of similar to that what you're talking about where that if a robot out there starts to act up and and do things outside of its I don't know if I would call that artificial intelligence because they're intelligent, but they're also programmed to do certain things. But if one of them gets outside of that box of, of their world, they take it back, they fix it, they they pause it, so to speak, and and make it whatever repairs they have to do to it and then put it back out there and see how it behaves. So essentially what you're saying is kind of that same idea where we've got maintenance crews that sort of go in and, oh, this thing is is acting weird or acting outside of its character. We deactivate it for a moment, fix it, rewire it, change it, fix the program, whatever, and then send it back out and see what happens. And I, I like that idea, but to me, that still brings in the idea of now you're you're still essentially killing it and you're also to now taking away the ability of free will. And do we want these things to have free will? That's the other part of this conversation that I think we, we are missing out on is, is, is this thing entitled to free will because it is self-aware does it then get that free will? And then by reprogramming it, we're taking that away from it. Well, I mean, you could ask yourself the same question about people who are, who are taken into custody and, and forced to go into the psych wards or anything, anything of that nature. Yeah, you, it could be looked at as, as horrible treatment of uh, a species and a, and a self-aware being. But I think that it, it holds some value. Now, whether or not that's the consensus of everyone else, I don't know. I'm, that's just what I'm saying. That's just what I'm bringing to the table. No, and, and I don't necessarily think that that's, that's wrong, but it just kind of makes me wonder, though, is, is, is free will a strictly human thing, or could free will then be given to something that without a soul, without, without a – because, I mean, I don't think we're, either one of us are going to say that artificial intelligence, once it becomes free will, then has a, a soul – but is that free will taken away or I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to explain it to where it makes sense, but I think there's something to humans gaining free will because of the, the inevitability of our own death, because this thing will never die. So it never has, I don't know. I, I know where I'm going. My, my brain is not getting there though, because basically the idea is if this thing lives forever, does it really get to make its own choices or do we sort of have to have control over it as far as that goes? Because we know that terrible human beings eventually will die. They're not going to live forever. Where if this thing gets terrible and out of control, it could essentially live forever, especially with free will. If it chooses not to allow itself to be reprogrammed. It could it could download itself and then re-upload itself whenever it wanted, you know, or into a, a, a new housing or whatever. Uh, with with the latest updates and the, the coolest gadgets and, and, and everything else, it could do that 10 times over for the rest of eternity. Uh, you're, 
you're you bring a valid point to that. I still I, I think we should I, I think we should build in our society. I think we should build in in, in our species that 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 we do need to maintain what we create. And I think it's a it's a dangerous game that we're playing, but I think it's also inevitable. Oh yeah, no, I wholeheartedly think that. I, I think there's too many people working towards that goal, and the sad thing is, it's too many people working towards that goal for profit, for business purposes. But everybody's driven by that that greed, that dollar bill, without care or concern for the consequence. So we're we're gonna get to that point. And I think if these aren't questions aren't asked and answered in a appropriate way, we are going to see a Terminator esque style existence where these these artificial intelligence is going, eh, human beings are basically a cockroach to the planet. They're not really necessary. We can handle this place a lot better, clean it up, make it healthy again. And because we have the free will, we can continue to to improve it and improve ourselves, which was I always thought was fascinating about the Terminator movies too, was each movie, the Terminators were able to improve themselves. The first Terminator was just metal. He, and then as they went on, they got that liquid metal stuff. By the way, Terminator 2, the best one of the bunch, uh, my absolute favorite. But I think that's where we're headed if we don't sort of ask these questions and answer them in a meaningful way. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. And um, ne- nefarious task, uh, nefarious purposes that that, that are they're currently being created for, they're only going to get worse. And it's it's going to become, before it even hits a phys- the physical realm, it's going to be real in cybersecurity and in the cyber world. Um, and the first ones to get pop, uh, picked off will probably be uh, the elderly because, you know, they, they don't understand the technology. And I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend that I understand the technology. Oh, yeah. Me neither. And by the time it comes around, I might be that group, the elderly group. But I think that they're already, uh, the elderly that we, that we see are, 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 that are in our generation are more likely to give away their, their personal information over the telephone or via text message or by clicking on an, a, a button accidentally on the internet uh, than our generation is. And that will be the same boat that we're in by the time AI is, uh, is, is on the internet and can contact us and we think it's a human being and they, they uh, know how to manipulate us. Uh, I think that's going to happen far before it hits the physical realm. And uh, we see them begin to build themselves bigger and greater and with the, the latest updates and uh, Terminator 17 comes out. I, I don't know. Well, it's, and it's funny you mentioned the elderly. I was reading an article not too long ago, a few weeks ago now about it was either Japan or China. I want to say it was Japan that was building humanoid like AI robots, obviously not fully AI, but enough to where they were actually putting these robots in these healthcare facilities for the elderly and allowing them to do minor tasks to, to help the elderly out. And over there, I think it was Japan. I'm pretty sure it was. If anybody out there wants to look that up and, and comment, let me know, but I could be wrong. But I think it was Japan where they had these robots and, and it was actually the elderly were more accepting of them than, than the younger generation, just for the sheer fact that you're getting too old to move. You're getting too old to really function well. So now you've got this robot, this being that can come in there and it, it's got humanoid expressions. It's got a face. It was able to do, they were able to really make them look human that came in and was able to comfort it, spend time with it, give it companionship. 
and then do all of these extra tasks for it. So I, I wonder though, is, is it really the, the elderly that are going to be the, the ones that are afraid of it? Or is it like in that case, they're going to be the ones that accept it because, Hey, this thing can now spend time with me. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When little Johnny can't come over, and is it going to then permeate down? In that fashion, well, I think the acceptance of it actually is the da- the more dangerous uh, event. I think the the acceptance of it is is the not looking at this with a skeptical eye is is what gets them in trouble with the phone calls and the and and being online clicking on certain buttons and here and ha- you know here and there and all their information all of a sudden is being passed amongst a whole bunch of people, you know. I think the acceptance of it might be the more dangerous part. And, you know, uh, like I said, that that very well could be uh, us in <laughs> another 20, 30 years. But one thing that we haven't talked about yet, Matt, is the fact that uh, quickly we as a human species are beginning to mingle with computers and, and AI and to – the degree to where I've got three different AIs on my phone. Now they're probably passing on that information to the CIA or, you know, big brother, of course. But the, the thing that I'm getting at is this hardware that I have connects me to uh, that artificial intelligence, that the amount of information that I can get from this device that I carry around with me all day long is way greater than the not the the encyclopedia 1997 edition that I used to have to load into uh, my PC back in the day, and I think that's just going to grow more and more and more and more. What kind of effect do you think that's going to have? A cyborg is where I'm headed. If you're picking up on that, I'm pretty sure you are. Mm-hmm. But what what effect do you think that's going to have with this whole AI thing and? How fuzzy will the lines get whenever it gets to that point? I think it's going to get very fuzzy in, in that point because, as you said, the these phones that we carry around, we we give them so much information. I think the same thing will happen with these cyborgs and with these things that, that come in. We'll get so accustomed to it because we've been doing it with our phones. We've been doing it with all these things, the, the, the Hey Google, the, the Hey Siri things. It, it's all becomes second nature. And then it's just going to step up to now it's not a phone. Now it's this thing that lives in your home, the the home, the, what is it called? The Google home things, the little pods now that will control your lights and they can learn your behavior. Same thing with, I've got a nest thermostat. 
it learns my behavior and and adjusts my house house's temperature. So we're giving more and more and more of our control of our environment and our, our data and ourselves away to these devices. I think, like you said, we're going to just become accustomed to it. It's going to become second nature. We won't even think about it. We won't even realize the day that's going to come when now we've got a, it's going to be look like a dog at first, I would believe, that comes in. And, and now it's doing little things for you. And you're slowly just accepting this as being the way it is. You mentioned Wally before. I think it's that's how that started, in my opinion. That's why mankind in that movie got so fat and so lazy was because we kept giving more and more and more of our responsibility to this this artificial intelligence because why should I do it if this can do it for me? There's a, a study that was done that people can't even remember a 10-digit phone number anymore because why do I need to remember it? It's on my phone. All I got to do is type in the person's name and it pops up. And I think that's the beginning. That's the indoctrination into that giving up yourselves. We don't have to remember anything anymore because it's all there. I think that that's to me is where that's going to start and how we're being indoctrinated into it right now. I can remember my phone number from 1996, but I can't remember my mom's phone number right now. I'm telling you that. I'm admitting to it. I love you, mom. <laughs> I will share this with you <laughs> whenever it airs, <laughs> but I I don't I don't have to remember anything. But ultimately what I was talking about was implants. Once Ow. when the when the when the the line is uh is is crossed from, hey, this is a device that I, I carry around with me to now this is a device that is in my head or this is a device that not not just my head. Why not have it? Not, why not have the main one in your head and have six more on the rest of your body? So you've got one on every digit of your, or, you know, maybe you have more than that. You have sensors all over your body to find out to, to monitor your heart heart rate, your body temperature, all this stuff. So then that device communicates with your at-home device, right? And it controls the, the thermostat and all that to know, to, to keep you comfortable at all times. And another thing it does is like it opens up the doors for now you, you have the world's knowledge in your head all the time. Now, Sometimes, sometimes I get too much stuff in my head, man. Sometimes I just need to take a break and I can't imagine how much of an overload that would be to just have all that data just floating around in your skull. It's, that's a scary thing to me. And I won't cross that line if I have the opportunity, but I could see how people, it, it eventually will become uh, necessary for you to advance in school and your and work and everything. You'll have to have this implant because those who don't that do have it are the ones that are going to be chosen for those fields. Uh, they're going to be the ones that are chosen for work and this, that, and the other because they have you know they got superhuman abilities uh, because they have this implant. That is a very interesting concept because now we're not just talking pure robot. Now we're talking robot with an actual soul. I, I didn't pick up on that when you were first talking about it, but yeah, no, that, that changes the game completely. The lines get real fuzzy, don't they? They, yeah, they get really fuzzy then because now you, you literally are dealing with a robot with a soul. And what do you do with that? Because does, when does that soul get lost inside of the machine? Well, when does the machine become more of the 
the controlling factor than the, the person. Do you say, hey, this person is being, now we can't say, hey, this person is being, nef- now we currently say, this person is being nefarious because of they have free will. Uh, we're going to take away their free will and see if we can, you know, calm them down a little bit. That's what the jail does, right? But once we have that, that AI, then where do you go? Do you say, hey, this person is being nefarious because they have that technology, because they are half AI? Where, I mean, how would you, how would you judge that from, the, from a court perspective? That, that would be a, a tricky, very slippery slope because you couldn't just – I think that's something you couldn't just pause or, or even hide away. That, that's something that would have to be dealt with in a totally different way because of the fact that it is now a, a legitimate person with a legitimate soul and real emotions. These aren't just simulated emotions like with, with AI we have now. These are real, legitimate fear, anger, hostility, love, and – that's a very interesting concept and a very interesting idea. How do you draw that line and differentiate between the AI, the robot part, and the human part? There's an episode of um, a Black Mirror. I think it's I, I, I believe it's in the first season. I think it's the first season, the third episode. Uh, that was when uh, that was before Netflix took uh, possession of of that show. It, it was still on the BBC, but the premise behind that episode was that this young couple were together, and then the the husband left. He got into an accident. And he, he he passed away. Well, the wife has a horrible time with it. Then, about uh, two or three weeks thereafter, a little time, just a very little time had passed since uh, since her husband had had passed away, and she finds out that she's pregnant with his daughter and she decides actually while she's at the funeral, a friend of hers, I'm sorry, I'm recalling this as I'm talking to you, but I know exactly which episode you're talking about. It was a great episode. Her, her friend spoilers, her friend introduces her to like an app on her phone, right? That she sits there and talks. It, it uses his Facebook, his Twitter, all of his social media to rebuild his personality so she can continue to have conversations with him after he's gone to the grave or seemingly having conversations with him after he's gone to the grave. Then a couple of years pass, a little time passes, and she gets an upgrade. She Well, uh, a, an ad pops up on the app that says, hey, for X amount of dollars, we can send you this machine, essentially, that you can upload this this personality into. Now, this thing is feeding the whole time that she's talking to it. It got his basic information from Facebook and this, that, and the other. But it begins to learn, the, the app begins to learn more about the man that, he, that it's portraying from the conversation that she's constantly having with it. She uploads his personality into this machine and it, he doesn't skip a beat, but she gets freaked out about it. And she's, she's put in a position where she, she wants to get rid of him. So she takes him to a cliff and tries to, to tell him to jump off the cliff and he begins to plead with her. And it's like a, it's, it's some kind of, uh, I think 
it was like a, a fail safe that was put in the software. So that if, because they knew that the user would eventually be like, all right, I'm freaked out by this. Well, you've, I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I, I know what episode you're talking about though. And uh, yeah, that was, this is why I started this podcast was because my wife got so tired of me having conversations with her about things like that. Cause that whole black mirror, every episode of that would be another late night having a conversation based on the episode with her on what if this happened or what is this? Or cause I, basically I'm not allowed to have those conversations with her anymore. Cause she's tired of it. But that episode was a very interesting one because of that fact to me, it was, it was what part of us, because everybody lies on social media. Nobody says everything about themselves on social media. Most people portray the best parts of themselves on social media, right? Nobody's going on there talking about the argument they had with their wife or, or yelling at the guy in traffic or whatever, right? We're not putting that on there. So does that avatar, we'll call it, is that truly you based on reading text messages and emails and social media and, and all of those feeds? Or is it, a positive facsimile, we'll call it, because it's it's only finding the best parts of you. And does that does that then become conscious because it's able to to gain your information and and create a similar response to what you would give? And I don't know. To me, that that's not a I don't know. That's an interesting concept to to think about because we don't then. Well, I was talking. I was talking to my wife about it. I, I think I would be the person who would do that if something ever happened to my wife. I would be the one that would be on their text messaging this this AI of her and and then getting the phone calls from it and and because it's a comforting thought to know that even though it's not that person, you know it's not that person, but it, it has their responses to you. And that's I think that is another thing that we are gonna we're giving away now that AI is gonna gain. It's gonna gain all of these things from our text messages and emails and Facebook accounts that that are going to allow it to e be even more like we are and, and to be able to interact even more like we can because it now has all of this information we've given freely to it that they'll integrate into their systems and really be able to screw with our heads about where does that line draw? Where is this a legit AI versus a legit human being that we're talking to? Man, that's heavy stuff, dude. It's just It's just heavy, man. But it's but it's good conversation. It's good. It's good thoughts that it's stuff that we need to be talking about. It's it's stuff that we need to be ready for. We need to be prepared to to face um, the paradigm shifts that are heading our way. They're already doing it. Those those robocalls that everybody gets now that are, are everybody's trying to figure out how to block. Most of those are are a rudimentary AI that is somewhat able to communicate in a real human manner. They're easy to fool and they're easy to detect because you just ask certain questions to it and, and it, it will trip the system up. But I think as they gain more knowledge through pulling social media information and, and every, I don't think anybody out there believes that their text messages and emails and all that aren't being read. So they're getting all of that information from us. And eventually you won't know the difference between talking to an AI on the phone and talking to a person on the phone because it's now able to communicate exactly like us and they're already doing it. And to me that that's the scariest part of the whole thing is it's already happening. And a lot of us don't even know it. If you didn't know it before, you know it now that most of those phone calls you're getting are robots. AI is already amongst us. It is. It's just a matter of um, 
don't know what to do with it, man. We're we're playing we're playing the the part of a deity, and we don't have any experience. It's our first day on the job. We're gonna make mistakes early. That's gonna that person should be fired. You know, <laughs> we're we're gonna make uh, we're gonna make some early mistakes that I don't know that we're gonna be able to recoup from. You know? I think the the early mistakes are gonna be the downfall. They're they're going to be to to reference again. They're gonna be the terminator for us. It's going to be the thing that takes us out. We'll, we'll then we'll do it to ourselves, and we'll we'll gladly do it to ourselves for the the guise of comfort, for the guise of making your life easier for you, simpler for you, taking away less of your burden and your stress of your day to day life. So ultimately, what I'm coming to, my consensus is, I think that regardless if it is cruel or whatever, we need to we need to eliminate the threat now. That being said, that's not going to happen. That is not going to occur. It's like you said a while ago, they're already amongst us. They're already doing nefarious things. They're already playing the trickery, the shenanigans. It's not, they're, they're not going to get rid of it. Too much money to be had. You can't get rid of it. So, even, so like I said, to say again, regardless if it's cruel or not, we should eliminate the threat. My heart goes out for the Johnny Fives and the Wallies out there. But I, th- I think we should get rid of them if they if they misbehave and they go Terminator or whatever. If we if we can, if we have the ability to do so at the time, because uh, the, there 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 will be a very fine line between our ability to do something about it and it's a hopeless it's a hopeless situation. So would you say then uh, to to wrap this up in a nice neat little package with a bow? Ultimately, the the decision comes down to. It doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have true feelings. So therefore, taking it out, killing it, getting rid of it, whatever, is it cruel as long as it's done in the preservation of, of humankind and our inevitable continuation in the form that we are in, in the way that we are in, and not in cyborg form or our conscious on a computer, but in our meat and bone, free-willed, going to die form we are now i'm not even going to wrap it up with whether or not their emotions aren't legit or i'm not even going to sugarcoat it that much i don't i really don't care if their emotions and their feelings are hurt we (laughs) we need to preserve us man we gotta look out for humans all right and uh, so get yeah get rid of them i don't yeah kill it <laughs> even if you're going to lose that that ease of your life it's going to make your job easier it's going to make your life easier it's going to make you you don't have to get up and walk to the fridge when you want to drink while you're watching game of thrones this this will walk over there and get it for you and it'll know that you need it you're, you're willing to give that up to maintain this nasty disgusting cockroach of a species that we've become and not have that comfort in your life because i still have hope for us Yes, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree. I, I think we are we are capable of being saved and of great things. And it's getting off your ass and stop being lazy and stop seeking that comfort and know that, that you can do it. That is ultimately going to be the thing that gets rid of, of any any need for this stuff in the future and is going to drive it down. Because if it's not profitable, they're not going to make it. So if we can get rid of that, It'll, it'll ultimately, there'll be no need to kill it because there won't be anybody to make it because there's no profit in it. 
But here's the thing, man. Like what we what we discussed a while ago. Like I said, regardless of how I feel and regardless of how you feel, it's coming. Because there's not the, the, as as concrete as you and I are in the fact that uh, we would like to maintain our humanity without that threat. There are going to be a lot of people that are okay with it, and they're 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 going to buy it. They're still buying it. They're, they're buying it today. They're going to buy it tomorrow, for certain. Um, like I said, there's three different kinds of AI on my phone. I don't use them very often, but I do occasionally. And it's that choice. It's that free market choice that is going to drive this, like you just said. If there's a market for it, so it will prevail. And there's nothing we can do for it unless we all just stopped. Just all of a sudden was like, nope, I don't want any more. We're, we're, we're done. But to get everybody on the planet on the same page to say no to something like that, it would have to be a monumental cause. And it's one that I think would a monumental cause like that is probably something we can't even imagine, something we can't even fathom to say. Yeah, I, I think uh, ultimately, I believe it would have to be an interaction with a deity that did it successfully. And uh, whether you, whether you say that's God or whoever aliens, I don't care. It would take an interaction with a species or body of that magnitude before we were like, no, I don't want them all. I don't want them all. No, thank you. I'm done. Yeah, I agree. So, our, our conclusion being it's okay to kill AI because we got to preserve us and we are what matters. I agree with that. Great. So do you mind if I plug a few things real quick? Be my guest. No, no, no. Go for it. Okay, guys. My name is Bobby Abercrombie. As he told you at the beginning of this podcast, I am operating whomitmay.com. Uh, now that's where I post a blog and then I post Matt's blog there. But then I also share a lot of information from the guys with the Underground uh, World News Network. Uh, they're not really a network. It's just Dabu7 from Underground World News. You can go there and find links to all their stuff. But then there's also guys like uh, Brian uh, or B. Rich uh, from the After Hours podcast. I share his stuff there. Um, I'm hoping to get one more rider. So if you are interested, Please contact me. You can, you can get me on Twitter at whomitmay. That's W-H-O-M-I-T-M-A-Y. Or on Twitter at, at Bob Abercrombie. And uh, I'd be glad to have you. Well, and once this goes live, I'm going to put up links and I'll give you, there'll be a, a profile page on the, the podcast website that all this stuff will be there for. So if, if you didn't catch it, it, all that stuff will be there for you. You can go to his his profile page on the, the podcast website and find it. Fantastic. Thank you, man. I appreciate the platform. It's been two years since I've been on a podcast. So this is well, we'll have to we'll have to do another one. I think we could find another interesting topic to to throw out there for everybody. I appreciate the opportunity for real. This is uh I, I look I'm in the middle of looking for a new apartment. Once that apartment is established then I'm going to start my own podcast 
I used to uh, I used to do one called Letting It Be with Bobby D. I don't know if I'm going to continue that or if I'm going to uh, try something new, try to go down a different avenue. But I'll if you if you're interested, follow me on Twitter. I'll be posting everything there. Awesome! I can't wait. Uh, it should be interesting. Again, thank you. All right. Well, thank you, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Okay, so there it is. Is it philosophy? Go to our website at www.isitphilosophy.com and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter and Facebook as well. Help us grow by going onto iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe. And take a moment and leave a review. Until next time, question everything, seek your truth, and don't be afraid to speak your truth. Mm